Is Tanner Houck truly a starting pitcher? You definitely can make the argument for either side, but tune into today's episode of Locked On Red Sox, where I break down in detail why he might be a better fit, not as a starting pitcher. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Red Sox, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, Monday through Friday, straight to your favorite podcast feed for free. Speaking of free, SiriusXM also has you covered for free when you download the SiriusXM app, search Red Sox, and you can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game for free so you don't have to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball. I know this season is concluding in the next few days. Sad face. I know as tough of a season as it was, I'm still sad. But you can catch all the action in 2024, and you absolutely won't want to miss it. So be sure to... Um, check out SiriusXM and search Red Sox. Welcome to another episode of the show. Thank you for making Lockdown Red Sox your first listen of every day. On today's episode, I'm going to be discussing Tanner Houck. Is he a starter or is he a reliever? You totally can make the argument for either side. He's had some great starts this season and some not-so-great starts this season. For him, currently, he is pitching to the tune of a 492 earned run average, but that has fluctuated a little bit. He got up to around a 548 ERA in May, and then he was sidelined due to an injury for a good couple months of the season during the summer. Um, So... You can definitely make the argument that that holds him back a little bit from being able to really showcase what he can do from a pitching standpoint. But he pitched for Boston in Tuesday night's game against the Tampa Bay Rays. The Red Sox did unfortunately lose that game 9-7. to Sadly, it's just becoming commonplace for this 2023 Red Sox team at this point to fall in games like that the offense was actually exciting which was nice to see the Red Sox were gathering a lot of hits and scoring a lot of runs in the game but ultimately they came up short and unfortunately a good reason for that was because of Tanner Houck's performance he just did not have it in this game he only went three innings gave up 10 hits and six earned runs on two K's It's so not ideal. Cora had to go through a lot of the bullpen after he pitched because he just was simply not able to get the job done. The Red Sox, you know, as a team, left six on base, but they put up seven runs in the game. So it's not like they weren't hitting. And that's what the frustrating thing is, is it always seems to be something that's going wrong. And they were just never able to put everything together this season. And Tanner Houck, when you think about his performance on Tuesday night, that 
definitely was one of his worst starts of the season. Um, just did not have it at all. But even so, when you look back on all of the starts that he's made this season, he's averaging five innings per start, which again was commonplace for a lot of the Red Sox starting pitchers this season. Um, so he hasn't really been able to get past five innings in a lot of starts. His ERA actually fluctuates if you look at him facing the lineup the third time through the order as opposed to the first two times. And that's still a concern. And when you look at Tanner Houck and what he provides to this Red Sox team, does he have potential? Absolutely. Can he get to the point where he's going six or seven innings every night? Maybe not. And when it comes down to it, you have to ask yourself, do you want somebody in the rotation who averages about five innings per start and struggles with the third time through the order? If the Red Sox are truly trying to contend in 2024, which I believe that they are after the firing of Heim Bloom. So if they want to contend in 2024, what are the qualifications you look for in a quality starting pitcher that could contribute significantly to your team's rotation. The first thing for me that I'm looking at is consistency. Are they able to regularly have quality starts where they're giving up three or less runs? That's still very much iffy with Tanner Houck right now. Um, He's given up four runs in a good portion of games this season. Gave up five runs on September 8th against Baltimore. Do you see somebody who can stretch out and keep it to three runs or less in a start. I'm not confident that I can answer that question consistently. That is the key word. He's had starts where he's been great and has been able to do that, but it hasn't been consistently. Another qualification I'm looking at that makes a good starting pitcher is, are you able to adapt to a lineup the third time you see them? Or is it the kind of situation where the opposing hitters have figured you out and you can't figure out how to get out of it? That seems to be the issue with Hauk is an offense will figure him out by the time it's their third time up at the plate. And the fact that he is unable to adapt to that still is something he needs to work on. So can he? More time is passing here, and he hasn't really shown this emergence of being able to do that. I think you could argue that a pitcher like Cutter Crawford has shown more and more potential in terms of his depth and longevity in the way that he can provide this Red Sox pitching staff with a spark when he's on the mound. And again, I'm not knocking Tanner Houck because I think he's a great pitcher, and Overall, I want somebody like him on the pitching staff in some capacity because he definitely has good stuff that he can fool hitters with. It's just a matter of how many innings can he do that for. To me, he's a longer reliever. To me, he's somebody that you put in for three innings out of the bullpen to be a bridge guy 
ultimately leading up to the closer. They had multiple bridge guys this season on the team, but if you can find one guy to come out of the pen and really nail it down and be that guy who's going to give you three strong innings out of the pen and only has to see an opposing lineup once or twice, that to me is where he thrives the most. Um, Not to say that he can't get better from where he's at right now, but based on what I see right now, I see Tanner Houck as a reliever and Cutter Crawford, to me, is more fit to be in the starting rotation. So the Red Sox, you know, have some decisions to make with their pitching staff. They're going to be bringing in some guys from the pitching end to help contribute as they hope to build a contending team in 2024. Tanner Houck, to them, is a starter right now, but I'm convinced that he would thrive the most if he's consistently in the bullpen and, for one, isn't being moved around constantly. And for two, just doesn't have to see a lineup more than twice because other hitters are figuring him out at that time. Coming up next, I'm going to be talking about a player who has gotten his shot this year and was acquired via trade last year by the Boston Red Sox and has shown a lot of potential. How do the Red Sox handle him come this offseason? I'm going to be discussing that next. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Men think losing their hair is inevitable. Take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated, natural, science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free, patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Go to Nutrafol.com slash men to take their hair health wellness quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from, from within by targeting root causes of thinning such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. And it works. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplements. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONMLB. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code LOCKEDONMLB. Also, just a reminder that you can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game by downloading SiriusXM directly to your phone. Just search the app in the App Store and download it, and then you can search Red Sox, and they will give you the home broadcast of every Red Sox game so you don't have to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball in what I hope is going to be a very competitive 2024 season. Speaking of the 2024 season, there 
is a situation in the infield that the Red Sox are going to have to figure out. You know, it's pretty obvious right now that Trevor Story is going to be the full-time shortstop until Marcelo Meyer is ready and able to come up. No need to rush his development. Keep him at the minors until you feel like he's really ready to come up. But then you can bring him up to be the primary shortstop at the major league level. So that to me isn't as much the issue, but the question more is second base. We've seen quite a few players this season cycle through at that position, some due to injuries, but others due to wanting to see them develop. And Manuel Valdez is one of those players, as is Louis Arias, as is Pablo Reyes. These are all guys who we've seen play stints at second base this season. Who's going to be the second baseman in 2024? I like Pablo Reyes a lot. I think there's a chance that the Red Sox decide to roll with him and keep him as the second baseman. But Emmanuel Valdez has a lot of upside and he's shown a lot of improvement. He certainly can hit um, and has shown that on a game-to-game basis. He's currently batting 258 with a 303 on base percentage and a 435 slugging percentage. He's shown that he can hit. He crushed a big home run in Tuesday's game against the Rays, which got me excited. The Red Sox pulled me into that game and got me unnecessarily excited because it backfired. In Tuesday's game, Valdez went three for four with four RBIs. I mean, there's no question that his bat is good. His defense has not been the best but it's come a long way. He has about a 950 fielding percentage right now, which basically means he's making 950 plays out of 1,000 chances at second base, which is really not bad at all. He has about the same level numbers-wise defensively right now as Rafael Devers, but he hasn't played in as many games. Devers needs to figure that out defensively. No excuses at this point. Valdez has time to figure that out with his defense, but he's made some really nice plays. He made a nice play on Tuesday night at second base, and he made a couple really nice plays in the field the other night in the weekend series. Um, So he definitely has the potential. The question just becomes, do the Red Sox give him that opportunity to showcase his potential here Or does he get shipped elsewhere? I think either way, the Red Sox are in a good situation right now. It's a good problem to have. There are a lot of young players on the roster that will be fighting for spots come opening day. I'm looking at Willier Abreu, Sadane Rafaela, Emmanuel Valdez. It's a good problem to have, but the question is, how do the Red Sox view the situation? Is Valdez the type of player who long-term they want to continue to use to help build their organization? as they move forward, or is he somebody that, you know, maybe they don't see as part of the future because they have other players who can play that position well that are maybe at the minor league level or that they could sign during the offseason. I think if they sign a free agent who's competitive and proven, that would make a lot of sense for them to use as their avenue at second base moving forward. However, I could see them keeping Valdez, maybe keeping him in AAA just to have him develop and maybe have to be the one to come up if an injury takes place. And eventually maybe he works his way into that. But that being said, on the other side of that token, 
if it's a situation where there are teams interested in Valdez, I would say they definitely should look into trade packages for him because I think his value could be high. He has a lot to offer, especially from an offensive standpoint, and he's a good young talent. So if the Red Sox could package him in with somebody and get a good return on it, I say they do it. Likely they'd have to package in a player that's a little bit higher caliber, especially if they want to flip him for good pitching and proven pitching that they know they could use down the road for the pitching staff, because that is the primary need right now. Um, They'd have to package Valdez in likely with another player who's on the major league roster currently to be able to get the type of return they're looking for, but I definitely think they can do it. I think Valdez is one of the biggest names to look out for this off season that potentially could be moved because from the Red Sox standpoint, the more that he plays and the more he's increasing his value, the like more likely are the chances that the Red Sox decide to trade him in the off season as opposed to keeping him around, because if they're going to keep him around to just stick at AAA, why do that when they can get some return for him? So he's one of the players I'm keeping an eye on the most as somebody who I could totally see being moved in the off season, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't because he's kind of at that happy medium right now where he still has time to develop and is working on his development but is still showing glimpses that he can be a successful player at the major league level. So I don't necessarily think there's really a wrong choice when it comes to Emmanuel Valdez, but he is one of the biggest names to look out for on the trade market come this offseason. It'd be interesting to see what they type of return they could get for maybe him and Alex Verdugo together, a package that consists of the two of them, because Alex Verdugo hasn't had the best season this year, but he's had a decent enough season where they can get some value for him. So do you package him with Valdez to try to get some pitching? There's a lot of different directions the Red Sox can go, but I would not be surprised if Emmanuel Valdez is not with the Boston Red Sox organization come the start of the 2024 season. Coming up, I'm going to be discussing the minor league awards. The Red Sox did announce their minor league award recipients. And when I tell you this slate of players on this list is ridiculously talented. I mean, I promise you, you won't want to miss it. So that's coming up next. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical is your solution. Just fill out their online form and one of Jace Medical's board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then Jace will send your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies where your order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. You can also send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions anytime. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. 
Jace Medical is totally the type of resource I would have loved to have during the pandemic. Um, they can help you get through those difficult times, but also make sure that health-wise, you are really staying on top of all of your needs. So you can reach out to them anytime. That's why Jace Medical is the way to go for any medical needs or concerns you may have. The future is bright in Boston. I've said this so many times before, but I really do mean it. And more of that proof was evident when the Boston Red Sox announced the recipients of their minor league awards. There is some heavy talent on this list of players. And if you can look at these names, it's hard to not feel excited about what these guys have to offer and what the Red Sox could look like in a few years. So the following winners were announced for Boston. Offensive player of the year went to outfielder Roman Anthony, who's the number two prospect on Sox prospects. He is a highly anticipated prospect. The Red Sox actually did have him on the Nesson broadcast on Tuesday night during the game. And it was cool to hear him talk about his journey a little bit and what goals he's hoping to accomplish before he gets up to the majors. But that's another factor the Red Sox have to consider when it comes to this outfield moving forward is when he eventually does come up, who do you move? Jaron Duran is the name that pops into my head as somebody who potentially could lose a roster spot when Roman Anthony comes up. But again, that's all still to be said, but he did win offensive player of the year, had a great season with the bat. Defensive player of the year went to infielder David Hamilton, which is the number 23 prospect in the Red Sox system. We're all familiar with David Hamilton. He's speedy fast like Duran, and he does have a good arm and a good glove. He was called up to the majors for a little portion of this season, and when he was up, he displayed very good defensive talent, and the Red Sox were really longing for strong defensive talent on this team. And when Hamilton was able to come up and showcase his defense, that's definitely something that in the future could set him up very well for success because the Red Sox are going to be looking for players who can play good defense since that is what lost them a lot of games this year was their lack of ability to play good defense. Um, so David Hamilton, Defensive Player of the Year, very well-deserved. Starting Pitcher of the Year went to the number eight prospect, Wickelman Gonzalez. This guy here, also a very highly anticipated prospect and somebody who Red Sox fans are excited to see come up at some point because although the pitching depth in the strong system, in the farm system is not really as strong, this guy can pitch. And when you have somebody this good in the farm system, you want to keep them around. I don't see any possible reason that the Red Sox would move him because he's arguably the Red Sox best pitcher um, at the minor league level right now from an effectiveness standpoint and being able to feel confident that he'll maintain his success as he continues to build up his baseball career and find his way. So I think he's here to stay earned starting pitcher of the year and rightfully so relief pitcher of the year went to right-hander Louis Guerrero, who's the number 29 prospect in the system. Again, another pitcher who can seriously strut his stuff 
on the mound. Any arms that the Red Sox have in the system that have the potential will likely work their way up because the Red Sox don't have the starting pitching depth at the minor league level in general. I expect whoever comes in and takes over for Bloom is going to help fix that a little bit and is going to be able to revamp the farm system from a pitching standpoint. Um, but you want to hold on to these guys because Louis Guerrero is another guy who eventually down the road can really contribute significantly um, to the Boston Red Sox and make an impact probably right away because of how shaky the Red Sox pitching staff is. Sedani Raffaella, infielder and outfielder, won base runner of the year. I mean, this kid has been used as a pinch runner in games that he's been called up for, been used in the infield, been used in the outfield. But he is able to steal bases effectively, and he can turn singles into doubles just like Jaron Duran has been doing. He's always looking for the extra base, always looking to try to capitalize on opportunities when he is on the bases. So he definitely deserves that award of base runner of the year. I mean, he's the number four prospect in the system, but when I say this kid is crazy talented and has a ridiculous amount of potential, he really does. Someone actually compared him to today's young Mookie Betts that he could eventually turn into Mookie Betts. And I'm not going to lie. I don't hate the comparison. I think with his athleticism, it definitely could get him there. Obviously, he has to improve his numbers, especially at the plate, and he needs to be not so swing happy and kind of adjust his swing decisions a little bit. But he has a high ceiling, and I'm so excited for what he can do. So he's definitely so deserving of that award. Latin Program Position Player of the Year went to Yoelan Cespedes, who is the number 10 prospect in the Red Sox system, and Latin Program Pitcher of the Year went to right-hander Gilberto Batista. Both very talented guys. Both still have work to do in the minor league system before they work their way up to Boston, but they're both showing glimpses and signs that they can be productive at the major league level. So there's a lot of guys in the system who have the talent to come up and really contribute. Brandon Walter, a left-handed pitcher, also was recognized as the 2023 recipient of the Lou Gorman Award, which is basically awarded to a Red Sox minor league player who demonstrates dedication and perseverance while working his way up to the major league team. And I totally agree with that. I mean, Walter's been through the ups and downs that the Boston Red Sox went through this season. He's had some bad outings. He's had some good outings. He's bounced around between AAA and the majors, and he's taken all of it in stride. To my knowledge, not complained once, at least from what I've seen, and has been willing to do anything that Alex Cora or his team asked him to do because he seems to just want to learn and is willing to go through the hardships that it takes to get to the point that he wants to be at. So I'm happy for him. I think that was well-deserved. You can tell his work ethic every time he takes the mound. So that is a promising sign because you want somebody like that who has a good attitude and isn't going to give up when things get tough, especially in baseball when so much of it is a struggle. The Red Sox, again, have an exciting future. They have four prospects in the top 100 right now, which are Marcelo Meyer, um, Roman Anthony, Sedani Raffaella, and Kyle Teal. And Teal, 
at some point, I wouldn't be surprised if it's in 2024, makes his way up to the majors because this kid has been just coasting through the farm system. And a lot of times if a player gets drafted out of college, they want to try to maximize their potential when they have them and they don't start to lose them or lose their prime. So I could see them calling up Kyle Teal as soon as they feel like he's ready. And that'll be exciting to watch because he's a very talented catcher and the Red Sox are in for a treat when they eventually do bring him up. So the 2023 season is coming to a close, but the 2024 season and beyond are absolutely looking bright. So on that note, because it's looking bright, keep the faith. Go Red Sox. Don't forget, you can get the SiriusXM app for the home broadcast of every Red Sox baseball game so you don't have to miss it. Let's go Red Sox. I will catch you on the flip side.